Good morning. I'm Riley with Lifestyle Tucson. And for the first part of our program, I am joined by Diane and Ken from the Tucson Rodeo Parade Committee. Welcome. We're glad to be here. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, to start things off, since Tucson is such an ever-growing community, not everyone is going to be familiar with the Tucson Rodeo Parade. And there's probably plenty of people who live here who haven't even been able to take part in one yet uh, because of the cancellations. Can we get a little bit of a history of the Tucson Rodeo Parade and its significance for the community? Sure, I'll jump at that. Um, The rodeo, the Tucson Rodeo Parade has been uh, active since 1925. So this year is our 96th year of an event. It is a uh, fully horse-drawn rodeo parade, not unlike not like we're going to have this year due to COVID. But the parade itself uh, is a long-standing tradition in uh, the city of Tucson in southern Arizona. People come from even out of state to watch the rodeo parade uh, during the uh, traditional parade. This year we'll be doing a, a drive-through, and this year the Rodeo Parade Committee decided that it was time uh, to make sure that we give a thank you back to the city of Tucson uh, communities and Southern Arizona for their support over all of those 90, 95 years previously. And so we're gonna do what's called a drive-through event. Uh, Since we can't have people out of their cars and and, uh, uh, in the COVID uh, situation, we're gonna have a free uh, rodeo parade drive-through that's set for March 20th from 10 to 1. It'll occur actually on the rodeo grounds off of Third Avenue in Irvington. Entrance for every vehicle will be free and uh, every vehicle will be uh, of the first 500 vehicles. Every vehicle will uh, be automatically entered into a prize drawing and we have some fantastic prizes we can talk about later uh, and we'll put out um, uh, through the as they route uh, as, as the vehicles turn through the route uh, inside the rodeo grounds, they'll uh, they'll pass about 15 stations that'll have entertainment and some historic and some decorated wagons that will be fun to see. They'll get a goodie bag when they arrive that has some trinkets in it, and uh, the first, as I said, the first 500 cars will be entered into the prize uh, drawing. That sounds like a a whole lot of fun. What type of things are your guests and families going to be able to see at this unique take on the Tucson Rodeo Parade? Well, we've got live stations where we've got uh, some entertainment for the uh, whole family. And uh, then we have some static stations, which are wagons are grouped together by a sort of a theme. Some of the themes uh, would be uh, circus wagons, uh, transportation uh, wagons. Uh, There's a whole section on movies and TV. Some of our our equipment's been used in those. Uh, Fire, early fire equipment. Um, There's a a Studebaker collection. One of the old uh, cars uh, that uh, has now no longer in business, but they've certainly made a lot of vehicles. Uh, from the beginning of uh, the century, last century. Uh, mining equipment will be another uh, exhibit. And uh, then we have our own <coughs> uh, Ronstadt wagons, which were uh, made here in Tucson by the Ronstadt family. Uh, some of the live um, 
stations will include uh, the Modelos, uh, Icharos de Arizona. Um, I don't, it was a couple of years ago, I don't know if you saw this in person, but they're very unusual uh, uh, dresses, which at the, the bottom of the dress, these, these uh, ladies are dressed in, and the, the bottom of the, the dress, they're huge, like that the hem is probably about eight to 10 feet across. Uh, and with them will be the charros uh, doing rope tricks. Uh, we'll have the uh, Tucson, Arizona Boys Chorus ropers, and they'll be roping, doing trick roping to uh, their uh, own music. Um, the folklorical uh, Guerreros uh, will be uh, doing dances. They're from Pueblo High School, and they'll be dancing to the Mariachi Azatlan de Pueblo High School. Um, we'll have Cowboy Randy Cochran by our chuck wagon. And then from the reservation, we'll have uh, uh, Gertie and the T.O. boys. That's from the Tohono Autumn uh, Nation. So there's just uh, a, a lot that for the whole family that I think everyone's going to enjoy. So you mentioned a chuck wagon. Does that mean that there's uh, going to be some food available at the event? <laughs> <laughs> no. <Aww. laughs> it's, only, it's only a prop, OK? OK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, use yeah. the chuck wagon. Yeah. The other uh, thing that, uh, Diane, you can tell uh, about the uh, Shire Horse uh, exhibit. Yeah. Um, many people, Riley, come to the Tucson Rodeo Parade to see horses and uh, riders and, uh, and the wagons attached to the horses drive through the parade. Well, this year, uh, because we know the horses are such a big deal and, and kids and families love seeing them, we've arranged for our horse contractor that we use during the parade to bring 12 of his big Shire horses down for display. So those horses, uh, we'll put six of them near the front end of the uh, route that the drivers will pass by, the visitors. And we'll put six more Shires near the end of the route so they get to be seen again because we think that they're such a special sight and, and we think people will really appreciate being able to see them up close and personal that they don't get to see necessarily at the parade. Um, they won't have harness all over them and, and uh, attached to the wagon. So we're really excited about that. Shire horses are um, comparable to the size of the Budweiser Clydesdales, just so that people have uh, kind of a uh, orientation to that. They, they have been known to be the largest breed of horses in the world. So we're very excited to have, uh, to have them on display. Oh, that's a be majestic to <laughs> to look it will be so as you said it is a drive-through event as a precaution what other are there any other precautions that are taking place uh to make sure that we this event is held in a safe manner sure uh obviously we're starting with the idea that it's a drive-through so we'll uh make sure that people stay in their vehicles and we know people will probably want to get out and greet things, but we can't do that in this event and in this, in this pandemic situation. Uh, all of the performers and the uh, volunteers that are uh, working the event, like the parade committee, uh, will all be masked and social distanced. And so all of those precautions are happening. Uh, that is the reason we're not allowed to serve food at the event. Uh, we really wanted to do that, uh, but we're not able to do that. So we're, our, our goal is to um, give, give the city and, and Southern Arizona a treat by being able to drive through and see things and observe and hear performers, uh, but to keep the, the route moving forward 
and uh, so that's that's how we're going to deal with the uh, COVID situation. Well, Riley, the an another thing we had originally <clears throat> wanted to take the route through the arena and have uh, large bands in there to be performing, um, like the U of A band and uh, a high school band and so forth. But then the numbers restrictions, we can only have 50 total people, including us, uh, on the 40 hour acres that, of the rodeo grounds. So that's why we're not having marching bands. Mm. Makes sense. People have been feeling so cooped up. You can get out and the entire family uh, can get out there and got the keyword in it it is free to attend the event but i did see that you are going to be working to benefit a good cause at the same time that's correct riley so uh the rodeo parade committee uh has a, a sponsor uh, a partner let's call it uh with the um casas de los niños organization and so Again, we were hoping to collect items on site, but we we're not allowed to do that. And uh, with some of the event restrictions, we are changing that to just be an online uh, monetary donation. So we hope that people that are planning to come out to the event will go online to Casas de los Niños uh, to their uh, website and uh, make a monetary donation in honor of the uh, parade drive-through event. Uh, so we're hoping to do that. We are. We also, on that topic, are planning uh, to do a stuff the shoot, if you will, like the shoots that you see in the rodeo. So we've uh, have a gentleman on board that's built a shoot, and it will be stationed at the rodeo parade office at 4823 South Sixth Avenue, where the uh, museum and the parade office are. Um, so people will be able to drive in there from nine to one starting on March 13th through the 26th. And that is where they'll be able to actually drop off their physical uh, items, diapers, uh, baby wipes they're looking for, uh, children's books and school supplies for kids and teens. So we're hoping that people will also, uh, you know, uh, choose to support Casas de los Niños in that way. Make a, again, make a monetary donation online uh, in, in honor of the drive-through event and or go to the shoot and stuff the shoot for us uh, in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, and just uh, you know, clarify, so don't physically bring your donations when coming to attend the uh, rodeo parade. Right. That's correct. Thank you, Riley. Another thing I should mention is that uh, when people come in the rodeo grounds of Third Avenue, uh, they'll be sneaking around in a serpentine manner to get to a check-in spot. At the check-in, uh, we will have uh, our chairman, uh, parade, rodeo parade chairman, uh, Marshall Stewart. He will be greeting people along with um, the uh, rodeo queen for Arizona, Shelby Lynn Williams. So that's an official greeting. And then people will go uninterrupted uh, slowly through this, the uh, route, uh, listening and, and looking at all the displays. So you don't have a tour guide through the parade. You get to kind of feel your own way through the course. Right. Uh, so what, what prompted uh, the idea of doing a thank you event since we couldn't do the actual rodeo parade itself? Well, the rodeo parade draws anywhere between uh, 150,000 people 
to see it to 200,000. And every year we ask people to step up and help sponsor the costs of the event. It's expensive to put on the parade. And uh, every year people come out and support it. They buy tickets into the grandstands. We have sponsors that help, help provide uh, food and, and uh, services and media sponsors like yourself. Uh, and so this year we thought, you know what? People have really struggled all year long and this is a good time for the parade committee, who's a community uh, organization to step up and say thank you and to do a donation back to the communities. In addition to the parade, obviously the parade is something that's done all by volunteers. There's no paid staff uh, doing the actual parade day. There are paid staff in our office, um, but volunteers work hard to do both events. And we just thought it was time to do a a really genuine thank you uh, to our sponsors. So we're bringing wagons out that uh, that have names of sponsors on it for free publicity. Mm -hmm. And um, and we're providing prizes and a goodie bag uh, for those that are uh, attending or opportunities uh, to, to get a prize. And it sounds like it, the weather will be back up to a little more typical Tucson weather by the time the 20th rolls around. So all the more reason to get out and- Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. They're gonna see uh, items uh, from our museum that uh, they've never seen before. So some very, very unusual items will be out. Um, and I, I, I guess I don't wanna spoil the surprise, but I think people will be shocked to see some of the things that we really have. Uh, in that museum. And I think they'll, the kids especially will really enjoy seeing some of these. Is there any teasers you can offer of what we might, what could be seen or just even a clue? All right, Diane, what do you want okay, to well, I, I, I would just, uh, I would just say that, you know, in the days when there were not automobiles, horses drew wagons to accomplish some of the same services that we have today. So trash and and uh, uh, there, there's a dump wagon that's actually, that is horse drawn, won't be drawn by horses in the event, but it'll be on display. Fire trucks, you know, kids and families know what a fire truck looks like. Mm. Well, do they know what a fire truck looked like in the days when it was drawn by horses? Uh, the jail wagon, we have a jail wagon uh, that uh, was towed by horses as well. So there's um, a- variety of equipment that will be on display. Yeah. Also sneaking a bit of a history lesson for the kids yes. into the event. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and I wanted to also point out, Riley, that um, there will be a written program that will serve for their kind of narrator, if you will, that will be given to them in their goodie bag when they arrive. Uh, the chairman will give them uh, a written program that they can then uh, see the uh, what this equipment means, what it's titled, who the entertainers are, and uh, so forth to help help provide them some educational information as they go through the drive-thru. It's like when you go to a museum and they give you the audio to listen through. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Diane, you want to say anything on the prizes? Oh, yeah, I'd just like to make a couple of comments about the prizes. Can't so uh, just to tease people a little bit, as you suggested, Riley, um, we have uh, some donations from the White Stallion Guest Ranch for two, for a couple of nights at that guest ranch. 
We have a donation from the JW Marriott Star Pass for golf for four and a night stay at the resort. We have a 55 inch smart television to give away. We have a patio set, uh, table uh, seating for six to give away. Um, we also have a very unique entry uh, a prize uh, that will be an entry in next year's rodeo parade. So whoever wins that, uh, that's valued over a thousand dollars. It includes the horses that will pull a special wagon uh, for those winners. Uh, they can come out and decorate that wagon and it include a driver and a ground handler for uh, the team of horses. And uh, so prizes galore will be uh, available. I guess the only other thing we wanted to make sure is that Desert Diamond has been our title sponsor this year. They've been fantastic to work with. And, you know, during a, such a financial difficult time for so many businesses, it means so much to us to have uh, sponsors like Desert Diamond, Lotus Communications, like, like your organization, to um, KOLD, uh, La Poderosa. Uh, we just have lots of, of sponsors. Fry's have stepped up to help sponsor the volunteers. Azteca 14. Azteca 14. So we just uh, are very appreciative of the sponsor. Stark Electric uh, came through, uh, Cal Portland uh, came through with cash sponsorship. Those things are uh, always happen in the background of these events, but these events can't happen without sponsors like you and like the others that have stepped up to, to make the event happen as well. We like to do our part. It's such a big part of the community and uh, I can't wait to see it again in person uh, next year. <laughs> yeah, we, us too. <laughs> but for this time around, we will be uh, enjoying a drive-through cruise on a, uh, little you know saturday outing the 20th for the thank you event out at the tucson rodeo fairgrounds well, i've been talking with ken and uh, diane from the tucson rodeo parade committee and yes i really appreciate you taking this time and hopefully there's a great turnout and remember was it the first 500 get uh, yes. included in the prize chances so all the more reason to get out there <laughs> right Thank you. We look forward to seeing everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again. And I hope you have a, a great rest of your day. Thanks. Thank Riley. you, Riley. Awesome. Bye-bye. For this portion of Lifestyle Tucson, I'll be speaking with John Moore with Tee It Up For All and the University of Arizona's Adaptive Golf Program. Hello. Good morning. Hi, this is John Moore. You are the managing director of Tee It Up For All, which is the philanthropic initiative of Tee It Up Enterprise. Is that correct? That is correct. Could you just tell me a little bit of background and the mission of uh, Tee It Up For All? Well, Tee It Up For All, uh, the whole genesis of this thing came from a just a chance meeting with PTUs, who is the Adaptive Athletic Athletics Director at the University of Arizona, and this was about well, seven years ago. And we met on an airline flight, got the yak, and he was in the wheelchair, and I talked, talked to him about the fact that I was in the golf business. And one thing led to another, and, and we decided we'd check back with each other. And then, uh, unfortunately, my son uh, lost his vision about four years ago. And after that happened, and he had to go through brain surgery, et cetera, it got me to recall the conversation with Pete. So I called him up one day and said, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we start an adaptive golf program at the U of A? Well, one thing led to another, and two years ago, we're, we've got an adaptive golf program at the U of A, which is the first and the largest of its kind in the United States. And 
going on from that, we formed a tournament production company and decided to uh, form a foundation to help uh, at-risk youth, adaptive athletes, adaptive students further their life path and and goals uh, using golf as the vehicle to do that. So we've been uh, planning and executing benefit tournaments, competitive tournaments, uh, we're actually going to hold the first annual Conquistador Paragolf Championship here in Arizona, here in Tucson this uh, this April, mm-hmm. and it's one of the majors in adaptive golf across the United States. And we've got uh, 60 of the top 200 adaptive golfers in the world will be attending this event. So it's uh, it's kind of caught fire and uh, grown a heck of a lot faster than I thought it was going to ever grow, but. Uh, that's kind of what, that's kind of what we're doing. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of where we are. Um, I know that there's the two events that are going to be coming up in April. The first of which, uh, Monday the 19th, will be the Tee It Up Spring Shootout. And I guess for those like myself who aren't super familiar, um, it's an 18 hole scramble. What's an 18 hole scramble, and uh, who's who can participate? Well. It's an 18-hole scramble. A scramble is where every player hits their tee shot, and then you pick the best shot, and you hit your second shot from there. Then you pick the best second shot, and you hit your third shot from there. And it's a a quick way of having a lot of fun uh, playing golf, to be quite honest with you. Uh, As far as attendance, uh, you can go to uh, our website, which is teedupshootout2021.com. Um, which is the website for the benefit tournament, and can sign up there. You can also sign up if you're not a golfer or don't have the time to play golf. We really would appreciate some help from uh, from the public, Tucson public, and uh, maybe sponsoring an adaptive golfer. And uh, we've got all kinds of sponsorships that are available, ranging from uh, you know two hundred dollars on up. And uh, it's going to a worthwhile cause. This is to benefit the adaptive athletic program at the University of Arizona. So all net proceeds go back to the university's adaptive athletic program. And I was reading that this is the is this the second annual Tee It Up Spring Shootout. Yes, it should it should have been the third annual, but uh, unfortunately, due to uh, due to the current environment, uh, we had to cancel last year. But uh, we held our first one two years ago, um, and it was a just a rousing success. We had a blast, uh, raised a pretty fair amount of money for the program, and uh, decided you know. If, if it works okay for our first one, maybe we ought to be doing this again. So we've kind of gone from the breadlines to the headlines this year in that uh, we're almost sold out. Um, we've had some heavy, heavy-duty heavy folks here in town step up to the plate, supporting it, people such as uh, uh, Jim Click, uh, Dick Ludke, uh, many, many others. And then uh, we were fortunate to wear Omni Hotels, uh, whose uh, CEO is Robert Rowlings. Uh, a pitch was made by uh, a local gentleman here to uh, see if they would support it. And lo and behold, they just uh, stepped up and said, you know what, we'll sponsor the golf. So you guys come play at our golf course, and we're not going to charge you. Wonderful. Which drops, obviously, drop, drops a lot of money to our bottom line and goes back to these kids that we can help uh, in ongoing programs. Exactly. Right back to the Adaptive Golf Program. And then second up, I guess, on the, the calendar, just day after, the 20th, we'll kick off the Conquistador Paragolf Championship. And this is one you mentioned as more of a, it's a bit of a who's who. So there's some bigger names that'll be uh, taking part in the event. 
Well, the Conquistador Paragolf Championships is a a tournament that is specifically for adaptive golfers. You know, it's uh, and and I want to add right now, we do encourage the public that they'd like to see something that is probably the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. They might want to come out and watch for a little bit. It's in, you know, it's outdoors, it's socially distanced, it's responsible, and you're going to get to see. Uh, again, as I stated, many of the top adaptive golfers in the world will be attending and playing, and you really, until you see it with your own eyes, you really can't believe what a person in a wheelchair can do on a golf course, what a person with a single amputee, double amputee, triple amputee, and we even have golfers who are blind, who are world-ranked, world that will be playing in the event. So spectators are welcome. Um, is there any limits or restrictions on that? Well... As I'm sure you realize, uh, uh, we probably need to hold it down to a dull roar. But, I mean, other than mask, uh, mask and social distancing, you know, we will have all the other protocols put in place. Um, it's kind of kind of up to the government more than anything else. I don't think we're going to have any issues. Mm-hmm. But we are planning on having spectators this year. You were saying... You don't necessarily have to play to support. There's the sponsorship opportunities, and there are other other ways for people to get involved and show their support through donations or anything like that. Yes, we're going to have. We've been holding in conjunction with Southern Arizona Adaptive Sports a free golf clinic once a month, where we have our adaptive golf team, of which we've got five members right now who are on scholarship at University of Arizona. Um, that come out along with some volunteers, and we kind of introduce the game of golf to adaptive golfers, to uh, at-risk youth, youth in general, uh, basically anybody that wants to wants to learn a little bit more about the game. We don't turn anybody away. Everybody is welcome. And these are free clinics that we offer the last Sunday of every month. Uh, also, as part of this initiative is we're also making a very, very – strong effort to get uh, wounded veterans involved that could use maybe a different life direction or assistance in, in focusing their, their efforts and coming back to life again, so to speak. Uh, so we've reached out to people like the Veterans Golf Association, uh, Wounded Warriors, uh, Gary Sinise Foundation, captive uh, sports organizations throughout, throughout the United States to get the word out, you know, that programs like these are not only available here, but we can assist them in setting up a program in in their local market. For those who are now wanting to learn more about the Tee It Up For All organization or the upcoming events, where do you recommend they go? Yeah, our website is www.teeitup.net. Tournament-specific information, again, is... uh, tiushootout2021.com, and the conquistador is uh, https www.theconquistador.org. I have been speaking with John Moore, Managing Director of Tee It Up For All, about the upcoming fundraising events, the Tee It Up Spring Shootout and the Conquistador Paragolf Championship. I appreciate that. I want to make one further comment, if I may. I would be remiss... I would be remiss if I did not mention Doug McClure from Global Investment Strategies and Steve Nanini from Nanini Northwest uh, as probably the uh, the power brokers in the background that, will, that have been working diligently 
in helping us raise funds for these events. I mean, these two guys have just absolutely been champions. And uh, without them, without them, we wouldn't uh, wouldn't be as successful as we are today. Thank you again, John, for taking the time to chat with me for Lifestyle Tucson this morning. No problem. I appreciate your time, and thank you so much for helping us uh, spread the word. Absolutely. Take care. All righty. Thank you. Bye bye. If you are part of a nonprofit organization that would like to be featured on Lifestyle Tucson, you can reach out to us at publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That's publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. And for more information about the Lifestyle Tucson program, mixfm.com, kfma.com, klpx.com, and espntucson.com.